1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: Back with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are going to talk with our buddy Caleb Johnson in just a second, our Atlanta Hawks reporter for 92.9 The Game. He was at the game today, caught all the action, and is going to break down also what's going on off the court for this team as we just described to you in the last segment. Now, there's a bunch of things that we need to make sure are clear with this team. This team is not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. This team is an underperforming team. They have not reached their standards yet this season. And with that, they now sit – at 21 and 22 a game below 500 with a very very important game with the mavericks coming up on wednesday night to detail all that and more let's head out to the com hotline welcome in our very own caleb johnson caleb how are you sir
0: hey i'm doing pretty good and i don't like to be the person that corrects the host but just for the purposes of the hawks are actually at 500 right now the win tonight did push them at twenty two and twenty two so they're at five hundred and obviously moving in a in a really positive direction
2: well, you know what you know what I blame for that i I won't lay blame the network that the the stats page that I'm looking at right now, but they have not updated the Hawks record after tonight's win. So <laughs> I won't throw them under the bus in case any potential <laughs> partnerships come down the road, but that's a bad job out of them. I guess I needed to hit the refresh page, but all right, Caleb, <laughs> so much to talk about with this team right now, both on and off the court. Let's start on the court because they won three games in a row and they've looked pretty darn good doing it. What have you seen that's really helped turn this team around?
0: Well, the first thing I, I'd have to go to is obviously what we saw tonight, which was a completely healthy team. This is something that you and I, we talked back on, what, the night of the national championship that I kept stressing was like, hey, look, you know, this team has gone through a lot of different things. The one thing they haven't been is healthy. They had the one game against Detroit back in, uh, what, December 23rd, if I remember right, and yet that didn't even last the entire game. They're finally healthy tonight, and they show but, obviously, they've won two games previous to that, so kind of what's been working for them. I think the the pairing of DeJounte and Trey really working together and playing, like, team basketball, as simple as it sounds. Uh, but I think this team sharing the basketball, uh, and they've just they, they've been able to keep up. And also, I think, you know, find teams who have dealt with their own injuries. Because you think Indiana obviously didn't have Halliburton, uh, didn't have their big man. Uh, and then, you know, some similar things with, with Toronto. So finding some teams that aren't completely healthy themselves and, and trying to catch teams at the right time. But honestly, the other element is, is shooting the ball really well. Something the Hawks have got to be extremely proud of is how they shot the three ball tonight. You know, it's like 48%, I think, that they shot. Um, it just had a, a really dominant first half, especially from three. So if they can get back to the three-point, shooting team that we've known and kind of grown to to love out of this team then then this is kind of the the period of of the season where we can start riding the ship and and head in a in a positive direction instead of all of the negativity that seemed to follow this team for the last uh, few weeks and going to a few months now feels like
2: yeah and uh getting clint capella back obviously huge Uh, He had a great first game back, 12 points, six boards. What can we expect to see from him as he eases his way back into the lineup?
0: Yeah, I think it's obviously he's on a minute's restriction. Uh, Nate was actually, as he was talking to us tonight, looked down and was like, yeah, okay, I kept him within that. It it seems like that's about 20 minutes, and I think Nate is hoping that here pretty quickly they're able to uh, ramp Clint back up. Uh, I know from when I saw Clint in person, I guess it would have been about a week ago uh at practice. It seemed like he was still favoring that calf and then uh when they went and had this this most recent like quick little road trip there, I believe it was in Toronto that they practiced, and I saw a video uh, that Lauren Williams of the a j c posted where you could you could see Clint moving around much more mobile And then when you saw him tonight, you saw that. You saw the ability that he had. Uh, he, he, his first points of the game, it was one of those moments where he catches the ball and gets past Jimmy Butler and goes to the hole, gets fouled by Victor Oladipo, and he's shooting a free throw. So it was just like, that is exactly what this team needed. They needed the rim protector that, that Clint Capella brings, uh, and that size, obviously, too, because what have we been talking about with the Hawks team as of recent? With no Clint Capella, uh, they weren't a particularly big team, and that causes disadvantages. So that's, uh, you know, with Clint being able to ramp up his minutes here pretty quickly, uh, as, you know, knock on wood, as, as long as he's able to stay healthy, this team can continue to, to build and get back the chemistry that they were trying to build at the very beginning of the season uh, as they were all piecing this together.
2: I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but... You know what? I'm going to be a little hyperbolic here. I think this game coming up with the Mavs is so huge for a number of reasons, Caleb. One, obviously, would keep the keep the uh, winning streak going, get it up to four. But secondarily, I think with all the noise surrounding the team, to get a win over Luka, which has been mentioned in so many articles that we're going to get to in just a second, I think would be huge for the team morale, not just another win. This this win would maybe mean a little more.
0: Um, I I can understand that from a fan perspective of obviously you know you're, you're mentioning the the Luca versus Trey kind of thing, and if it's one of those situations where Trey can have a big night because obviously like tonight it was Dejounte's night for him to be able to go off shooting the ball really well, especially from three. Uh, so if Trey can have a big night against the Mavericks, obviously that would, you know, very much uh, get the get the fan base headed in a positive direction. I think honestly for this team though is they view things very much as it would just be a win, and right now they just want wins. Nate McMillan spoke tonight about you know they don't like to look at the standings, but it's the reality that they get caught of kind of peeking in and seeing they know where they're at. Uh, you know they they knew that they were down and that 9-10 spot, and they know they need to win games able, in order to move up from that. Obviously, beating the Miami Heat's is going to be a big part of that because you not only get uh, a win over, you know, an Eastern Conference opponent, but an opponent that's above you in the standings. So I think that's a, a really key part of things. But as far as what this team looks at, it is it's, it's just a win. You know, it is just a game. Uh, and hopefully, like you said, they can get it so they can continue to win streaks.
2: Talking all things Hawks after another big dub right here, three in a row. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Caleb Johnson, Chris Thomas chatting with you, taking you up until Monday night football at 7.30 p.m. All right, Caleb, now that we talked about all the good stuff going on with the team, let's get (laughs) to, unfortunately, yet it seems like we're averaging about an article a week here now. We're firing at a really strong clip when it comes to our Atlanta Hawks, this latest one today from the AJC detailing how Travis Schlank and other members of Hawks Upper Management were at odds over a potential Trey Young deal. What do you know about all this, Caleb?
0: Um, all right, as far as a deal, I, I don't know that I would go that far. Uh, I think it was the fact that the idea had been presented of, you know, certain things go certain ways. Uh, is there a plan to even a guy that you would assume to be untouchable to potentially move on from him? Uh, that was just one of the many things that were kind of in, included in, in this article that Laura Williams from the AJC, she did a great job, uh, and, and Chris Dibblemore I think, was a part of this too, kind of piecing this all together. And it really it, it laid out a timeline, timeline for Hawks fans to kind of be able to see some of the things that have gone and, and how we've gotten to this point. Uh, and so, yes, the uh, the conversation uh, of Trey and whether you move on from him, um, that was a, a potential thing. I don't know how far really those discussions would have gone. I do know that the legitimate thing that we know for sure is that the not everybody was on the same page when it came to DeJounte Murray. And uh, not whether he should be a part of this team, but what that compensation should be, what the team should give up for him. Uh, it seems pretty clear now, especially uh, there was also a Q&A that uh, the AJC put out with, with new assistant general manager Kyle Corver and general manager Landry Fields where it was mentioned of this whole kind of the, the room not at agreeing when it came to DeJounte. Uh, and it seemed like it had something to do with the compensation, not necessarily the player. Because we know the player is incredible – And you only get so many opportunities to go and trade for an all-star player. Uh, But maybe not everybody was on the same page about compensation of what they should be able to give up. Either way, the deal happened and relationships kind of soured from that point, it it seems. And it it leads us to a point where Landry Fields is the general manager. Cal Corver is the assistant general manager. And uh, they try to put together a vision of what they're going to do with this team moving forward.
2: So the other thing that we took out of this article, right, was the mentioning of uh, private flights by Trey after the Miami series last season and just not connecting with the team. Do you foresee that being a persistent issue? Or if the team starts to win more, you know, the cliche that talent is the great deodorizer, and as long as they're winning, Caleb, you know, they'll put up with some of that stuff. But if it starts to slide back again, it could become an even bigger issue.
0: Well, I can't necessarily say that they put up with it because the article did lay out the fact that the team fined Trey for making that decision. And a lot of people are probably going, "Well, uh, what's wrong with you know Trey deciding he wants to take his own flight?" Well, the team's already taking uh, a, a private flight, so there's no need to take your own separate flight unless there's obviously some disagreement amongst the team. So that's not something you know they, they want to build team chemistry. Uh, and, and you want to be a team, which involves being together, and that's how you get through the the tough moments of the season. Um, and so I don't—they didn't excuse it, obviously with with the fine. Um, I think you're on to a new year. You know, it's kind of one of those those are things that happened in the past that help you understand how this team got to this point. Um, but you you laid it out, and I think the the thing that is going on with this team right now is. If they keep winning, all of these problems are going to start just magically, oh, no, it wasn't that big of a deal. But we know and we've seen it with other teams in the NBA. When you're not winning, you know the, the conversations of frustration get louder and louder until they boil up and things happen. Uh, I think the one thing that we can go all the way back to what happened with Nate McMillan and Trey Young earlier in the season, that Nate – said, and, and it is true is that this team is together so much. They're like a family and families do fight uh, and, you know, disagree and, and have issues. And that does happen. However, um, they aren't family. And so the, the other element of that is when they do, you know, come to these the, the big frustrating moments and of disagreements, they don't have to stay together. You know, your, are your, your family, you're, you're stuck with them by blood uh, on a team, you know, Guys can get moved. Uh, coaches can get fired. Any kind of movement can happen there. Now, that is the difference of the situation we're dealing with. And what is the thing that fixes it all? Winning basketball games. And that's what the Hawks has done for the least last three games and uh, can, can continue to do so. And that will 100% keep the, the weekly articles uh, from, from happening around this team.
2: Yeah, last one for me, Caleb. You you cover this team. You see them. You see the coaching staff. Just just give the fans out there listening. What do you see from the body language of this team and how they interact with each other on and off the court and just a sort of general vibe around the team? I think a lot of fans are wondering that
0: right now. I mean, it's honestly like I can say as of recent, it's been very positive. Um, it's the strange thing about this team is well I can't say strange. They're good at hiding things. I'll say that. They're they're good at, at giving off the appearance that uh that nothing's wrong. Um I think obviously as they've gone on and, and some had some struggling moments, there have been those um moments where guys just kind of uh, I don't know. They they just let let things slip maybe. Um like I, I think of you know John being asked by Sam Amick a few weeks ago about how he feels about the trade deadline. He's just kind of like, it is what it is at this point. Um, I, I think you end up in a situation where this team, for the most part, does look like they um, they like each other. At least they give that appearance off in public. You know, when the media is able to look at practice um, and, and look at them together on the floor, I, I can't say too much further than that, honestly. I, I just haven't seen anything that makes me go, ooh, this is like, a massive problem, Um, but like we've been saying this whole conversation, uh, it it all depends on what's happening in the win-loss record um, and, you know, how much they want that to spill over into what people are able to see publicly.
2: You're 22-22, Atlanta Hawks. Make sure I get it right on the way out this time. Caleb Caleb Johnson, (laughs) 92-9 the game, Atlanta Hawks reporter. Caleb, thank you so much, man. You got it. All right, when we get back, you know what, Day-Day? Let's take a couple calls, and then, we'll, and then I think you got some questions for me, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, I got you lined up, so let's do it. All right, let's open up the phones here. Let's get some Hawks fans' reaction. You just heard Caleb there, 404-741-0929. What do you think of the state of the Hawks right now? Do you believe the winning will help them overcome it? They're on a three-game win streak. Or is the drama too much for this team to impact their playoff hopes? We'll take a couple calls when we get back. It is the other side of the glass. Chris Thomas hanging out with you until 730 right here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,